0: All right, folks, we're coming in hot today.
1: You're coming in I'm hot. I'm coming in hot.
0: I've had a lot of caffeine and hardly any sleep. It's, not, is, a, it's not a sustainable- college
1: Ryan right now. I'm burning hot right now.
0: It's like, I'm like when you put a bunch of newspaper in the fireplace and it burns really hot, really bright and really fast and then it's just done.
1: Yeah, but you, you can't go to sleep until- we all go to bed tonight because you sleep, got a full day. Sleeping
0: is for the week. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly. What, no, I'm, I'm kidding. That's not my normal thing. No. Right now, I just had a hard night last night. I had a hard night. We've I had a few. I was very restless. Yeah,
1: we've had a few hard days.
0: And I got, so I just, I was like, it's one of those nights where you're like up and you can't seem to f- get back to sleep. And then it, all of a sudden it's like morning. And you're like, well,
1: I guess we're doing I this. I guess I got to start
0: morning at 4 a.m. Morning. <laughs> start, time for morning.
1: <laughs> Anyways, we have been having some. More discouraging moments mm. the last couple of days, which is why we're gonna talk about dealing with discouragement in in uh, marriage, how you can deal with it together, or you know if you're feeling mm. like you're kind of one sided in this whole thing. I feel like it's a big We deal with and how can we deal with it? Well, in a way that's I guess more God honoring. So we'll jump into that and Ryan will hopefully still be burning hot Uh by the end of this episode. We'll
0: (laughs) see you (laughs) on the the other side.
1: (laughs) Welcome to the Fierce Marriage Podcast, where we believe that marriage takes a fierce tenacity that never gives up and refuses to give in.
0: Here we'll share openly and honestly about all things marriage. Sex. Communication. Finances. Priorities. Purpose. And everything in between.
1: Laugh, ponder, and join in on candid, gospel-centered conversations. This is Fierce Marriage.
0: Folks, if you've been listening to us for any period of (laughs) time... Two seconds.
1: (laughs) He's just like, (laughs) uh uh-oh, here it comes.
0: (laughs) That was a steep cliff I just fell off of, let me tell you what. So, if you've been listening to Fierce (laughs) Marriage... This is kind of our mo. Is we we are just we we're co-traveling with you, and mm-hmm. so a lot of times the topic the topics that we discuss are things that we have walked through recently, <laughs>
1: or are still in, and we're,
0: <laughs> or we're still in, and we're trying to process through them, but really point ourselves to Scripture mm-hmm. as we'll talk about today, and hopefully just be as we're talking about today, kind of those those broken vessels yeah. in a sense where God's where Jesus's glory can shine through. Mm-hmm. And you can finish this podcast and not think, "Oh wow, Ryan and Selena are so great." But you can finish this podcast and think, "Man, Jesus is so great." Mm. And so we do that just by walking. I think just alongside you in this. Mm-hmm. And so you know, we we do study, we do read, we do you know, we oh no, we have we do to. Otherwise, we're
1: just blah blah blah. Nobody
0: wants to listen to that. And, but we're not like psych- psychologists no. or like formal theologians in that not sense. Yet. Although, although one day I will be one day well one day for sure you will be because you're like the smartest person I know yeah right. so all right so quick quiz, quick quick housekeeping there it is it's happening okay number one thanks for all of the ratings and reviews that you guys have left we do read those they are incredibly encouraging they help mm-hmm. this podcast gain traction and apps like iTunes and I don't know there's other ones <laughs> stitcher pot is one of them. What? Wherever you're listening to these things, if you leave a rating and review, that helps get these things get traction and that therefore more people hopefully will hear the message of the gospel and the joy that Jesus can bring to marriage in context of the gospel. So Mm. do take 30 seconds and leave a rating and a review if you can. We'd greatly appreciate it. Number two, if this content has blessed you, you can be a part of blessing others through it Mm. by joining us and locking arms with us on patreon.com slash fierce marriage there are hundreds of people there who are like-minded individuals. So if that's you, and you just want a, a small commitment, we're talking like, a little goes We're a talking long like five dollars a month.
1: Yeah, it goes a long ways for us.
0: It does, and it's really we're we're more um, we're not looking for like the whales, so to speak. Although, hey, we're thankful for them. <laughs> we're more looking for to join arms with like-minded married yeah. couples yeah. in who are passionate about seeing truth get into culture. Yeah through podcast and through people sharing yeah. what they learn here so that's the second one go to patreon.com slash fierce marriage we would love to partner with you there are benefits and i'll let you find those there free books and stuff like that free rings even Ooh. Oh, Ooh, baby. Dauge. so uh anyway uh number three is if you have any questions we do read those 971-333-1120 you can call or text Ooh. that number um Otherwise, you can go to FierceMarriage.com slash podcast, and there is a button there if you want to submit something anonymously uh, via your phone browser or computer browser. The words are slow today.
1: (laughs) They were fast just a few minutes ago. Well, I'm fast in
0: saying them, but they're not coming. It's like an (laughs) assembly line, and there's a bottleneck somewhere way down the line. (laughs) So Go eat a
1: banana. So, Selena,
0: (laughs) I totally just, I leaned on you today, and I said, hey, this topic, we're kind of under the gun because of our writing, and we don't mean to complain, but that's just where we're at. We're writing this book, and it's going to be good. I think, I hope, God has to be sovereign in it. And I had a hard night, so I was like, hey, whatever we want to talk about, let's, you know, you just tell me, and I'm happy with it. And <laughs> Which so, yeah. I was
1: just like, there's still a level there, because I can think of so many things, and I know Ryan would be like, no, nope, nope, nope. I think we should For do, sure. nope. And so I was just like, "Oh God, what should we talk about? And Seriously, what is going on, Lord?" And it's like the inc- <laughs> discouragement. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> name of the game. So I'm us.
0: gonna. I'm thankful for you bringing this up because it's already ministered to my heart and reading the notes that you've created for us and just what's what stirring in me in terms of scripture that I was reading at uh, two a.m. this morning <laughs> when I couldn't sleep. I was reading Second Corinthians seven,
1: which is. Which, interesting, because what I was researching uh, had to do with Second Corinthians <laughs> as well today. Well, so.
0: it's interesting. I would say it's, it's providential. Yes, yeah, providential. God is good, and He does little things like that yeah. to re- remind us that He is a good Father, mm-hmm. and He is there, and He is sovereign, and He's caring for us, even when we feel discouraged. Right. End of podcast. <laughs> no. <I'm kidding. laughs> right.
1: We all. No, we all feel discouraged at some point, especially when it comes to our marriage. You know, I think just to kind of paint a picture. Some of us maybe maybe you're the only believer in your marriage.
0: So you're looking at reasons so, you might feel discouraged yeah, in your some, marriage. yeah, some
1: major reasons I guess why you might feel sure. discouraged is one of you is a believer one's not. One of you maybe you're going through some really
0: Sorry, that's a big one. That's a that one so the unequally yoked Unequally thing, yoked, yes. That's a huge source of discouragement. Yes. And one of the biggest topics we get from people that are listening that ride in. They mm-hmm. say, what do I do if my wife is completely disengaged or mm-hmm. my husband has completely give up, given mm-hmm. up on faith, given up on our marriage, or one or the other of those? Yeah. And it's devastating. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard to not feel inscur- discouraged in that. Mm-hmm. So if that's you, I just want to give you encouragement right now. Perk up, because I think this episode will minister to you because we're just going to be reading through Scripture. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's a big one. I just don't want to gloss over it. So, Yes, and that was um, the second one. I guess you said one of you's fighting for your marriage; the other one is not. Yeah, the other maybe one, apathetic. Yeah,
1: one is. That's yeah. I guess the the difference there is just maybe you're going through a very hard time in your marriage. Maybe there's an addiction that was revealed, or um, infidelity, or some sort of you know traumatic like hurt caused by mm-hmm. one of you, and one of you wants to continue fighting while the other one's either given up or apathetic and um, so that can obviously cause a lot of mm-hmm. discouragement. Um, you both maybe are going through trauma or dealing with hard issues together. Um, I feel like that's kind of the boat we are falling into. There's not a lot of trauma, but we're dealing with just kind of external relational issues, and we have this book deadline, and things are just kind of happening around us, like it always does. It's just kind of the spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are feeling a bit of that discouragement as well. Uh, you yeah, know, and
0: it, a lot of couples, uh, you know, so so about three episodes ago four episodes ago we talked about you know the whole abortion mm-hmm. birth control ivF thing and a lot of couples wrote in and uh talking about infertility mm-hmm. and that's something that we will we will ho- we do hope to talk about in the future mm-hmm. we have not struggled with infertility that's been just a uh, unmerited gracious gift of god that, mm-hmm. that that hasn't been our story however it's very common well and so that's I'd one say of almost all of our friends have dealt on some level, Everybody yeah. Everybody that we know, yeah. It's Whether it's, it's infertility or for, uh, miscarriage yes. and things like that. And those are big struggles and they're discouraging. Yes. They're so discouraging. And uh, and so we're going to, so that's if that's you, right. again, there's, this, this y- is for you.
1: Yes, there's a lot of, <laughs> I guess, things that can discourage our souls, you know. And maybe you're both just feeling burnt out. You're burned. Day-to-day tasks, mm-hmm. responsibilities are just weighing you down. Maybe there's just some financial frustration, Um, your intimate life is just suffering. Maybe you're dealing, maybe you're sick and dying. Maybe you're dealing with a spouse that is sick and dying. Um, you know, discouragement, it just comes in so many forms and it's caused by so many things. And I think the question, um, which I heard from people who are much wiser than I, um, was not that if not, not a matter of like, if you will be discouraged, but when and where, like when you'll be discouraged, when that happens, who are you going to turn to? What are you going to turn to? And whom? E- whom. Whom. Well, the, <laughs> whom will you turn Well, to? ideally it's the whom, right? Are we, uh, we want to be ideally looking to God, but too many times I think our default is to just look within ourselves, um, mm. look to our own strength. What does scripture say that I should do, right? Instead of how does scripture Ooh. just govern this oh. whole area? Um, That's
0: a big one. Yeah, which because... we'll dive.
1: We'll dive in, and, and and we blame ourselves. I mean, this is coming from our like our life. Like, I blame myself for all the discouragement, and frustrations. I'm like, well, if I would have done this better, if I would have done that better, you know, very much a right perfectionist Well, we were just doing that yesterday. Control issue in my own head. Yeah, <laughs> yesterday yes. in the
0: midst of our discouragement, you were like, well, you should have, and I was like, please just don't do that because <laughs> the should ofs.
1: the should have could have wouldas, those are They're not productive. Yes, yes.
0: You made a really good point that um, a lot of times we go to scripture right and we are well maybe we're well meaning maybe we're looking for a yeah. quick fix yeah. the thing is is we don't read the bible slowly enough uh, and what i mean by that is a lot of times like we have to trust god's sovereignty in the reading plan And what i mean by that is a lot of times we'll, as christians we have are very haphazard about how we read scripture mm. right mm-hmm. we'll sit down and be like well all right god here's our time today so i've got t- i've got 12 and a half minutes and uh you know, Bible like, yeah. you know, roulette. I'll just open it up wherever it ends up, <laughs> yeah. and that's the verse that God has for me today, mm-hmm. and that's somehow more divine because it's random, mm-hmm. because there's not anything dealing, you know, leading you into that good verse thing other our than
1: God is not random.
0: He is absolutely not random. He's the opposite order. of random.
1: He's a God of order.
0: Yes, and so I heard John Piper saying, "We'll talk about some John Piper stuff today." But one of the things that he said that just stuck with me is that he he himself. Now he's this incredible teacher. You know, been, he was a pastor for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Now, now he's an, obviously an author, speaker, all that stuff. He's just kind of one of these pillars of the faith for our generation. And he he said that he has a Bible reading plan. Mm-hmm. And he distrusts the sovereignty of God in that reading plan. Mm-hmm. Meaning that God is not like w- waking up in the morning and being like, well, what are you going to read today? Like God knows exactly yeah. where he's led you. The plan that he's put in front of your face, the one that he's right. prompted your heart to engage in. And so a lot of times we don't read the Bible slowly enough. So what I'm saying is that when we are looking for encouragement from the word, we don't always give it the bandwidth and the time that it needs or mm -hmm. that I think it warrants. And therefore, we don't let it bear the full weight that it can on our situation. And we're looking instead for what can we do and not how is this transformational for my soul?
1: Totally, totally. And and John Piper actually talks about um, in in the podcast that I'm going to mention in a bit um, about how even like the Old Testament is full of God's... Like goodness and guidance and assurance, and how you know. Sometimes I think we're quick to jump into Ephesians and Hebrews and mm. Philippians, all those those good like tell me what to do, how to love, all those things. Mm. Um, which I've I've it's been blowing my mind. You know, our churches are we going through what are we th- in now? We're we finishing up Mark.
0: Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't know. it's an identity series. It's an identity series, so it's an identity it's, series
1: it's, but it's just all the scriptures that I've read and felt like I knew very clearly. It's like, nope, I didn't know that. I didn't understand that. You know, it's very illuminating, I think, in terms of what my role is as a believer. It really is to believe, right? And not necessarily do the dual flowing out of the believing, Mm -hmm. but... We, are, we get it backwards and we want to control. And there's just, yeah. Scripture doesn't really instruct us to do that.
0: <laughs> I want to I speak to that uh, looking in, inward, mm-hmm. right? We'll never find our identity by looking inward. And what I mean by that, so I've been listening. I'm not like a, a scholar on this. I don't want to sound smarter than I am. But I've been listening to and thinking on the principles of a, I think he's a Christian Danish philosopher. His name is Soren Kierkegaard. Kierkegaard. Kierkegaard Kierkegaard (laughs) there's like five ways I've heard people say it so whatever he's a he's a Danish guy I believe maybe he don't quote me on that I'm tired but anyway he has what's like the his stages of life which Mm -hmm. some have said that's the most kind of um, visceral contribution he's made to Christian thought and, and philosophy but essentially there's three stages there's aesthetic ethical and religious I won't get into them but they're not necessarily sequential but they're kind of the modes of existing that we as people embrace whether we know it or not and the aesthetic life is essentially a self entirely self-focused life now it's not hedonism but you would it's not hedonism in like the sexual sense meaning that I always just want to satisfy my sexual desires but I do want to satisfy all my desires mm. right so my whole, the whole point of my life is to have interesting, engaging, and entertaining experiences, mm. right? So what one of the points that Kierkegaard makes is that you can never have identity when your whole world revolves around yourself. Mm. And we were talking about this in the car yeah. yesterday, yeah. is that the only way that we have identity is when we're able to see ourselves? that's what self-awareness is, I can see myself as a separate self from some other self, namely the person of God, right? And that's where I get my sense of identity is I am no longer the the ultimate thing, but God right. is ultimate. I am small, therefore I, I need his affection, and that's the beauty of the gospel is I have it in Christ. Right. And therefore I need a huge God, I have a huge God, and he's made himself known to me. So looking inward is right. a very <laughs> bad way to handle discouragement because you'll never have a sense of identity if you look inward. Right. You have to You'll we have never to have look a sense of hope Jesus.
1: or joy or assurance because... None of that exists outside of of Christ. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist within us without absolutely. Him. Um, so, and that actually goes along with um, the podcast that I was listening to. It's it's the Gospel Coalition. I think they put out just like mini podcasts. It was like seven minutes, I think, or se- maybe it was longer. But the thing said seven, and unlike
0: some people, who I go know, like 56 fifty six minutes.
1: minutes, yeah. But it was um, it was John Piper and um, H B Charles, and they were talking about scriptures that they turn to when they're dealing with discouragement, particularly in ministry. Um, but obviously, discouragement in the soul is discouragement in the soul, right? right? right. <laughs> we're all going to be dealing with the sort of the same fundamentals here. Um, but. Uh, Charles goes to Psalms. He says for hope, joy, strength, mm. um, and then Second Corinthians, which was interesting to me. Right. Um, he talked about how he said, "quote The theme here is where God uses our weakness as a platform for His glory." Yeah. So, in other words, discouragement is not about you know me and my weaknesses, but it's about God and how awesome and powerful He is, and it's about the gospel and the whole message and the power that is that is there.
0: That's good. Yeah. When I mentioned I was reading in 2 Corinthians this morning, it's chapter 7, and talking. To, Paul was talking to them about how he felt bad, basically, for giving them reason for sorrow. Mm-hmm. And then he didn't feel bad, because he realized that in their sorrow, now that word for sorrow is, is grief, like it's a deep, like soul-deep troubling, and Paul was rejoicing in their sorrow because it had pointed them to Christ. Mm-hmm. It, it, had, it had been a means by which they were sanctified, and they were pointed toward their salvation, the source of their salvation. And...
1: That's a big thing.
0: Yeah. That's a big thing. And so like w- so much of the gospel is getting to the end of our own like f- finitude, right? Yes. Reaching the end of ourselves so that we can realize, okay, I'm actually not God. Right. I'm actually not in control. And this discouragement <laughs> <Praise God. laughs> this discouragement <laughs> is making my heart thirsty for something that only Jesus can give me, yeah. right? The water that only he can provide. Yes. Like the woman at the well. Yep. And he's the everlasting water. We'll never thirst again. So obviously we need to continually Remind our hearts and our souls of that. And so I love that second Corinthians piece because don't don't forget your your sorrow, which I would say is a version of discouragement. Mm -hmm. Right. They're kind of in the same vein. Mm -hmm. And we talked about this beforehand. But but sorrow, discouragement, grief, it's basically a dissonance in your heart between Mm -hmm. what is and what you think should be. Right. And and that's, that's sin, right? Sin has created that gap right. between what is and what should be, right. and Jesus has bridged that gap. Yeah. And so don't don't forget that your discouragement is a means by which uh, you can be made more holy, you can be brought toward Christ, all that good stuff. So, right,
1: which is good for us to obviously understand and take heed, take hold of, <laughs> <Heated>. <laughs> to take heed of, because I think, you know, we can get, at least I can, I can get super defensive about myself, you know, and... and when I'm feeling discouraged, <laughs> it's like, I'm already down. Like, I don't want anybody else to mm. just bring it up to me or whatever. Um, but we don't have to defend ourselves, right? Like God is good so that we don't have to mm. be, God is great. So we don't have to be great. That's so, you know, that's we don't so we, and we don't have to lose heart either because again, God is good and he is powerful. He is, and nothing is out of his control. And mm. so we can ultimately rest in that. I know it's a hard truth to swallow a lot, but we have to, take hold of that and believe that in our mm-hmm. hearts and so um so hb charles and and john piper were talking a little bit to, together and john piper says that he tries to mem- he tries to memorize clusters of verses for different kinds of discouragement hmm. um because obviously discouragement t- takes on many forms um psalms 25 he talks about you know there's a lot of guidance in there and he said even though which was so Great for me to hear, even though he is 79 years old and he has been measuring, memorizing scripture for probably 40 plus years, he said he still can't just like pull it to his mind in the moment right. that he's feeling discouraged. And so he has one or two verses that he, that are just kind of blankets for all, right? Mm. But they're good. It's like Isaiah forty ten. fear not for I'm with you. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I'll help you. The yep. simple... He says, and I'll quote the simple statement here, coming from um, coming from God, is that no, is that, um, it, sorry, the simple statement coming straight from God that works no matter what the discouragement is. He, God says, I'll help you. Yeah, like God is telling us that He will help us, and I totally I forget that in the middle of my discouragement, I forget that.
0: Yeah, my so to, to reference a go to verse, right? Mine is Acts twenty twenty four. Because my discouragement is always usually rooted in my sense of inadequacy as I compare to others, as I compare to like maybe the past or to where I believe we should be in the future. Right. And Acts twenty twenty four is, but I do not account this life of any value or of my, I do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself, but if only I may finish my course in the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus Christ to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. So what that does is that calibrates me. It reminds me that this life in itself is not of any value in in itself. Right, right. Right? It's in itself. I mean, it is valuable because Christ has given it to us. It's a good gift, and we are to steward it for his glory. But in itself, if I try to find my value in this life, Mm. it's not precious. Right. Jesus is precious. He's the only thing that's precious, and everything should, should glorify him to that end. And so almost every time i'm discouraged it's because i am overvaluing this life mm-hmm. our our hope is not in this life mm-hmm. friends our hope is mm-hmm. not it's not here and now it's there and then mm-hmm. and it's after we die right <laughs> and it's like well, that is a weird concept to anybody who doesn't understand the gospel you're just going to think right. well those are that's really weird but that's the promise of god is that our our hope is not in this life
1: right right and he talks about like john piper was talking about You know, when we say that God's going to help you, it's not necessarily in the way that we, I think, expect. Like, okay, God, you're going to ease my discouragement, or you're going to go you know, smite that person that frustrates me or something, <laughs> you know, <I'll> smite you. <laughs> is he still in the smiting Mighty business? Is he still no, smite people? exactly. Obviously not. Um, but uh, in Romans 8.32, that's another one of uh, his two, John Piper's two verses, is he who, that he memorizes in terms of dis- when he's feeling discouraged. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for all of us, uh, how will he not with him freely give us all things? And he's saying this is not to be confused with the prosperity gospel here. It's because the next few verses talk about how we're being killed every mm-hmm. <laughs> every day, all day, right? Yeah. Um, and so he says, "quote You need to do." you need to do my will if you need to die well i'll help you die well if you're going to be sick well i'll help you be sick well right and if mm. it's the logic of romans eight thirty two that he didn't spare his own son
0: wait you mean that i'm not gonna i'm not promised a healthy wealthy life my entire life
1: nope no matter how much positivity you try to what? try to take on my friend oh, no you cannot and but what
0: will i have if i don't have health and wealth <laughs> I'll have Jesus. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, not that, whatever. That stuff's a good tool for God. All right. Don't email me about that. I'm just saying that Jesus is ultimate. Yeah. He and so and I, he's I, sufficient in that. I want to take a quick, I want to take a quick side, side we'll road be sure. real fast right. because, um, we I had an interaction with somebody on Instagram and she's basically, it was, it was because of the abortion post. I put it on Instagram and we were sharing about it there and somebody got on there and they said, Hey, Your truth is great for you, but my truth is great for me, and all truths (laughs) are great, right? Jesus said, Love all for any reason whatsoever. Like love everyone, and every truth is valid, and everybody's good, and that's you know, that's just honestly, that's just that is just garbage. Okay? Jesus loves us and he loves anyone who's in him. It is. It's moral relativism, it's postmodernism in its finest, it's deconstructionist, which is a horrible Worldview—it's a horrible uh, philosophy in right. life. It's
1: not really promoting but peace.
0: That's the—that's the water we're swimming in culturally right now. Is it's the postmodern idea? Is that there's no there's no sense of structure in anything. There's no real right. value in anything. There's no real truth. There's no real sense of what's right and wrong. Okay, oh, yeah, that's whatever a, it is for you. That's another conversation. But so I had this conversation with her, and. It, it occurred to me that, you know, we need to be really clear as Christians on what it means, but these promises are. Okay, so Romans 8.32 says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us, for us, hmm. for us all, how will he not with him freely give us all things? Okay, so who's us? And that's what I want to say is these things are available to you, but we cannot But we cannot go to God to get the things of God without asking and wanting God himself. Hmm. Right? Because a lot it's of times, good. I was listening to Beth... Jeff, Jeff Bethke, on, uh, there, he, had a, he post, posted a message that he did in Spokane. Mm-hmm. It was incredible. He's talking about the prodigal son. He's just a great communicator. I love that guy. And he's talking about the prodigal son basically said, give me my inheritance before you're dead. And basically what that's that saying to the father is you're dead to me. I don't want you. I want your stuff. Mm, wow. You're dead to me. That was, that was like, and, and Jeff used this analogy. He said, I don't have a better way of saying this, but that's worse than like putting the middle finger up at your dad and saying, you're dead to me. Right. Give me what's mine. I'm leaving. And we do that when we say, oh, God, give me your promises. Give me this hope. Give me everything I want. But I don't actually want you. I just want the hope. Mm. We wonder why we don't actually have the hope we desire and we crave in our marriage. We, lo- we wonder why we don't have the joy that we want in our marriage because we ha- we don't actually want God himself. Mm. We want the promise. We, we are like the things of God. We're, we're claiming everything that's our inheritance, but we're like erasing the last name of our adopted family. Right. Christian. Right like son of God, daughter of God, yeah. you know, co-heir with Christ. That's what Paul, is talking to these believers in the Roman church saying He's given, his, he gave him up for us all mm. people who put their faith and their ultimate trust in Christ. And so if we don't have hope in our lives, mm. we can't find it outside of Christ. I can't say that s- strongly enough so in your marriage and every avenue of your life, specifically we're a marriage podcast, so I better stay on those rails, <laughs> but in your, it, so if that's not the center of your your every, like your every thought, your every being, that doesn't mean you have to be you have to be perfect in this. But I'm just saying that if you're not gauging against Christ and knowing exactly who He says you are, this stuff's gonna gonna fall on deaf ears. Mm. So I could go on and on, but oh, you see, JP talks about uh, old John Piper talks about Christian hedonism. <laughs>
1: well, I didn't know if we should go into that because it's not it's not this. I don't want to be like. You need to find joy and not be discouraged. We're all going to experience discouragement,
0: right? The point is, is that discouragement points us to a deeper joy, right? In Christ, and so explain Christian hedonism. Oh, You're great. better at
1: it. There's I, a link there if you idea. want to click on. No, it's John Piper's idea that he's been. Yeah,
0: so I'm not good at explaining it, but it's also kind of controversial. But right. So John Piper has this idea, Christian hedonism. He wrote it in his book. What's the book? Desiring God. Desiring God. It's like the whole, the whole uh, John Piper paradigm, right? which is like my, um, our soul is most satisfied. I can't remember. Most, we most glorify God when we are most satisfied in him. Mm-hmm. That's the whole premise is that joy is not optional. It's essential. That's right. at the top of their website, <laughs> <laughs> at the top of the, Christian, uh, of, the Christ, of the Christian hedonism page on their website. So it's essentially this idea that I want, it's good to want God for selfish reasons because I can have him. And he is the one thing that I'm okay in wanting selfishly. because mm-hmm. And I'm with John Piper in this. Is I used to think that to be a really good person, I couldn't actually want something good. I had to like want the opposite and then still do the good thing. Hmm. Remember that? We had those conversations about like Aristotelian ethics versus Kantian ethics. Like, does the end... <laughs> okay,
1: conversations then... in the life of the Fredericks. <laughs> uh, the <laughs> end. Really. Like, do,
0: do the motivations justify the right. goodness or do the outcome justify the goodness yes. of the action? Right, right. And, he, and Piper is basically saying that in this case, like your motivation, it can't be pure. Like, right. we are selfish people. Let our selfishness be in wanting more of Christ. Mm. And that's essentially what Christian hedonism is. Um, if you want to know more about it, just get that book, Desiring God, um, at John Piper's. Uh, I, we look up to him. Um, some people have uh, issues, have thrown shade his way, but yeah. I, it's usually unfounded. Yeah. Okay. So.
1: Yeah, all that to say, you know, (laughs) Ryan's just along for the ride here. (laughs) 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 The Bible is obviously very rich um, in terms of helping us uh, feel, not feel, but experience and know assurance in God to be encouraged by his word to find real hope, um, not false hope and like, you know, hey, it's going to get better. It's going to be okay. Well, what if it's not? What if there's some really deep level of discouragement and it's not going to get better anytime soon. How do I continue to cling to the hope that they talk about? Hebrews Mm. 4.19, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. So there's, in Christ, we have a hope that is unshakable by no matter the discouragement that we're facing. He is sufficient. And how, and I think as a believer, depending on where you're feeling discouraged, that's how we explore Christ's sufficiency, right? So if I'm feeling discouraged in my marriage, how can I understand scripture and who Christ is and how he how is he sufficient for me when I feel like my marriage is not sufficient, mm. right? Or my spouse is not sufficient. If we're financially not doing well and there's a lot of discouragement around what's happening in our bank account, what do the scriptures say about about money and, and my heart and about how we should steward it? What am I letting that govern me and bring me out of discouragement or and am how I how has
0: God promised to be our provision um, right. in all manner of circumstances? Right. And those are promises that are real and yes. available. Yes. And and true. Well
1: and I think knowing yeah. the promises of God are so much deeper than you're, you're gonna have a problem free life or a marriage where God is just
0: Ooh, you know preach it.
1: It, it, it's. I feel like God's promises are like, you'll be sanctified. This is my version, so don't, you know, don't take this. But I feel like we always, you know, at least in the culture I grew up in, it felt like God's promises were name it and claim it type things. You know, they're always like sow the seed to reap mm-hmm. the harvest kind of thing. And um, I feel like the promises of God are so much deeper than like give to get. It's it's when you, God's promises are there on the hilltops, like on the mountaintops and deep in the valleys, they are the yeah. same. And to me, that speaks volumes because it's not depending on how much I sow or what I do, but it's all dependent and resting in him.
0: We're going hard. We're going hard today because those principles are good. So I-, I hear what you're saying and I want to just contrast a little bit. That's good. To undergird it a little you bit. You may. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> So sowing and reaping is a real biblical principle. It
1: really is. And
0: it's it's important. It's taken so, out
1: of context though, it's my, taken out of context. Yes.
0: It's not jackpot Jesus. No. It's not, that uh, is not his I'm name. not holding God not hostage by doing something that I'm gonna enact some yeah. that's a word of faith, right? Yes. I'm gonna enact some spiritual truth by exercising this mystical power of right. faith. That's uh, that's not scripture. That's Mm-mm. not scriptural. That's not biblical. Uh, but sowing and reaping is very biblical. Um, I love, and I want to just con- again, I want to add something to what you said earlier about this Hebrews verse about hoping an anchor for our soul. Mm-hmm. It's firm and secure. So we were not promised a prom. We were not. Um, we were not granted a problem free life, but we are promised or given a pro- a promise filled life. Right, oh. and that's that's the there distinction is. I want to make in that contractual love is Mm. based is is what it's based on performance covenantal love is based on the promise Mm. so when we talk about marriage right so i am i am not in contract with you i'm in covenant with you i've promised you something it doesn't Mm. matter what you do i've still made that promise to you it's not focused on me what you give to me it's what i have promised to give to you uh, uh, in an unending fashion that's good now, but if I'm in a contractual marriage or I'm in a contractual relationship with God, okay, right. let's just get yeah. real here for a second. As soon as he stops delivering, as soon as he stops the way performing that I expect, the way I think yes, he should, yes. I'm bailing on, on him. Right. I'm not in a covenantal relationship with God. Now, Jesus is in a covenantal with us, whether he's in a covenantal relationship with us, whether we. Are in with him or not? Right, he has loved us unconditionally. He right. has pulled us in. He has he has drawn us unto him. Well, I have I didn't go find Jesus. He found me and rescued me, hmm. right? And he. But I'm just want to make that distinction between the contract and the covenant, and that one is performance based, and the other is promise based. One gives life, one leaves us lost. Yeah. Right. So yeah,
1: no, that's good. That's good.
0: So let's talk about how to...
1: Thank you for bringing me back to context in terms of like sowing and reaping and all of those things. No, it's good. Well, I love that you
0: have kind of a burr in your saddle over that.
1: (laughs) I I think I always will. You got a snake in your boot. I think I always will. And that might be the one thing that I take away from my early years of believing. But
0: we have a generous God and the thing is, is he is far more generous than than any... um, Prosperity gospel would have us believe. Right, he's far, far better and more generous, yeah more prosperous than yes. any prosperity gospel would ever so have good. us believe. So good. Uh, and so we buy a lie, we buy a counterfeit, and we we do not benefit from it. So absolutely. How do we turn this? How do we write this ship? So,
1: well, and I think that you know, again, God allows us to to feel some discouragement, to to experience some sorrow, right? Um, because we, again, we aren't promised a carefree, joyous, filled life. But we are promised, you know, that his love will never fail us. He'll never
0: leave us. I know what you mean, but his I want to presence. clarify. We are promised, like, we can have joy that's deep and everlasting yes, in him. Yes, yes. I guess it's, circumstantial. It's we not can't circumstantial control. happiness. Yes. It's a deep, yes. eternal joy. Okay. And
1: so, you know, we're, so when we are talking about, you know, are there things, how do we deal with discouragement? So not how do we overcome discouragement because God may have us there for a season. And I don't, I, I, that sounds kind of scary. Um, but again, when we're trusting God and knowing who he is and that he is loving and good, we can understand that there's good to, to be had for my soul when I have to walk through this sanctification Mm. problem (laughs) area. That's Um, trust,
0: right? So it's trust. And that's what that Hebrew verse is talking about. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, Firm and secure, it enters it enter, the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. So, okay, just paint a picture real fast. You don't need an anchor when like you're going somewhere, right? Right. You need an anchor when it's time when you're, you, there's no safe harbor. Mm-hmm. There's no place for you to put your ship overnight when the storm is coming. Yeah. So what do you do? You throw that anchor down and you pray. You pray yeah. that, that anchor holds you secure. Yeah. Even though. Everything around you is chaos. The winds are tossing you to and fro. The waves are, you know, six, ten foot swells. I'm picturing Westport. I like to go fishing Ugh, off there. I would
1: be puking. But okay, yes. <laughs> but this anchor is yes.
0: firm and secure. Right, and that is what hope is. Right, and that's puking. that's we remind our ourselves of our source of hope that right. we, it's Jesus is not some flaky. Mm. <laughs> Anchor. He's not going to break. No. He's firm and secure.
1: And so this leads us into what we do. Um, and and our our good friend, uh, he told he was sharing his testimony, and he was talking about. And you, you this is not just to him, but. Um, Psalms 43, 5 and forty two eleven. Why are you downcast, O my mm. soul? And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall again praise him, my salvation and my God. Heard this verse a bazillion times. And mm. our, f- our friend at church um, talked to us about how, you know, he was going through a really depressed. Who are you
0: talking about? Uh, Luke. Yeah, Luke. Okay. Hey, hey. Luke. <laughs> Luke was, de- I dedicated, we dedicated the 40 prayers for my wife yes. book was dedicated to yes.
1: Luke. yes. Um, and how he, he's like, this is not like positive talk. This is not like, okay, self, like, let's do this. But mm. it's a reminding and a stirring to your soul and speaking to yourself to, to mm. put your hope in God, to rest. Even when there's turmoil, to mm. m- why are you downcast? Like, put your hope in God. He is our anchor. He is the mm. he is worthy of all of our trust, all of our hope. We can find assurance and completeness and sufficiency in him.
0: So, here I go. Yeah. <laughs> Good timing. So go. Galatians 5. Okay. So if you read through Galatians 5, I don't have it in front of me, but there's, we talked about it last week. It's basically contrasting the spirit of God within us and our fleshly desires. Right. And that's what this is talking about. Right. Is you have a flesh nature still. Right. Your heart has been made new in Ezekiel and in uh, in other parts of, in Hebrews, we have, God has taken the heart of stone from our flesh. He's removed it from our flesh and replaced it with a heart of flesh, mm-hmm. right? So we have a new heart. We have been made new. Our salvation is secure. You've heard us say it a thousand times, mm. but our flesh is still there surrounding that new heart because, yeah. and so we are being sanctified from here until eternity, and that's what sanctification is, mm. right? And don't take the analogy too seriously. I haven't looked on all the the, <laughs> the, the exposition of whatever scripture that is, but essentially in, in Galatians 5, we have this spirit. Fleshly nature Mm -hmm. at at war, in a sense, with the Spirit of God within us. And so, what the psalmist is talking about here in Psalm forty forty three five, and what Luke was getting at, Mm -hmm. is that we too often are on the on our heels when it comes to how our flesh is telling us what to believe,
1: yeah, yeah, and how
0: to respond, and therefore how we should feel. Yeah. And when we can instead, we're discouraged. We can say, "Why are you downcast, Mm. flesh within me?" like restore the hope of my soul, like be glad. Yeah. Like, why are you downcast? It's almost like this indignance, like what ground do you have mm. to be without hope?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: What are, what lies are you believing mm. that you have no hope right now? Right. And so that's what he's talking about. So Martin Lloyd-Jones, Luke brought this up and I want to quote, it's a long quote, but it's so good and it's transformational for my heart. Yeah. But Martin Lloyd-Jones is an incredible theologian. And he's got an incredible story. If you want to know more, check him out. But he says, have you realized that most of your unhappiness in life is due to the fact that you are listening to yourself instead of talking to yourself? Take those thoughts that come to you in the moment you wake up in the morning. You have not originated them, but they are talking to you. They bring back the problems of yesterday, etc. Somebody is talking. Who is talking to you? Yourself is, t- is talking to you. Now, this man's treatment, Psalm 42, was this. Instead of allowing this self to talk to him, he starts talking to himself. Why art thou cast down, O my soul, he asks. His soul had been depressing him, crushing him. So he stands up and says, self, listen for a moment. I will speak to you.
1: <laughs> That's so good. And that is Psalm 42:11, 11, uh, which is the same. There's it's also a, 43, 5. It's, so it's framed through yes, that, yeah. yeah.
0: But the sense, it's not this, I just want to be clear. Yeah. It's not this sense that, oh, I am, um, it's nothing mystical. Okay. No. We're not talking mysticism. We're not talking in in weird terms. Our we're just saying like you have emotions, talk, you like, have emotions, yeah. but you also have a mind. Yeah. You have a mind that God has given you and your mind can know truths that your emotions don't yet feel. They need to catch up to how your mind, <laughs> what right. your mind understands right. and what your heart understands. And that's what, that's what the psalmist is doing. And it's been so helpful to me. Like this morning, I'm up at 2 a.m., <laughs> My mind, Just I don't usually do that. Usually I sleep like a baby. <laughs> usually I sleep really well. Yeah. But this morning was something different. Something was going on. So I tried reading my Bible. I tried watching some, you know, stupid show on Netflix <laughs> that didn't, that had the opposite effect. <laughs> and so I tried reading again. I yeah. was reading it through uh, my book yeah. and nothing worked until 5 a.m. rolled around. Anyway, in the middle of that, I'm like, this encouragement, it changes everything. Mm. Whatever is stirring in your heart that is causing the 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 um, discontentment or the anxiety or the stress yeah. or the discouragement. You can just say, why, but how dare you? Basically, I have a question. <laughs> how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> how dare you be downcast? Oh, my soul. <laughs> look at your savior yeah. and look at all these promises you have. It doesn't mean that it erases your issues. It doesn't erase your circumstance, right? but God is faithful to walk you through that, to give you all the tools and the grace right. that you need to get through that. Right. But you don't have to feel discouraged and you can be encouraged not based on yourself, but based on the work of Christ.
1: Right, and not based on the acceptance of others, right? Which is a whole other can of worms. Oh, I think. baby, we don't yeah. have to quite dive into that. But yeah, um, so a few kind of tangible ways to deal with discouragement. Obviously, memorizing scripture. We personally can improve in this area, but we we do this with our kids. You know, there's scripture that we're we're memorizing. There's the risers you can memorize through song. That's not too mm. bad to listen to on repeat. Um, it's been super
0: helpful. <laughs> it's really hard, though, to say the verses and to read the verses in the future yes. after you know the songs yes, really well. Yes,
1: because you just sing them no matter what in your head.
0: Trust in the yes. Lord with all
1: my um, Also, prayer, praying for yeah. you, your spouse, your marriage, whatever's causing you discouragement. Like, Don't go at it alone. Pray together. Um, and this kind of leads into the community aspect of it. Mm. Um, Sorry, there's another,
0: there's another quote from Martin Lloyd-Jones okay. I want to share. So prayer is beyond any question the highest activity of the human soul. Man is at his greatest and highest when, upon his knees, he comes face to face with God. So good, so good. The irony of that statement, I know. I know Martin Lloyd Jones's heart in this is not to say, "Oh, man can get higher and right. greater by doing this thing," Right. but really, it's like you're at your greatest when you're submitting yourself to God. Because totally. there's nothing but more valuable that you can spend your time absolutely, and
1: on, so. absolutely, um, and and not doing this alone. You know, bringing in your your Christian community. Um, coming along, having Mm -hmm. others, allowing others to come alongside you. I think that's probably a harder thing for me. I'm good at layers. I'm good at keeping people at arm's distance if I don't want them to know me or be a part of my inner life or circle. Mm -hmm. Um, but just allowing people to come alongside you, to encourage you, to serve you, um, and to help remind you of the gospel through scripture. And I think that's just so important for us to not feel discouraged alone, uh, no mm. matter what that looks like. I mean, in our marriage, in our parenting, you know, finances, um, just whatever it is that we're that is causing us to deal with this discouragement, kind of face-to-face, just don't go at it alone. Um,
0: if we're honest, too, um, we got yeah. a little bit more time. I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but if we're honest in community, um, this really does kind of put a damper on things, especially when you get people in community together, and there's a lot of them. Yeah. Like, if everybody's kind of living what we believe and what I believe the, t- the scriptures teach us about biblical community in terms of you're not just, it's not surface level communi- community, it's right. deep, committed relationship. You're forfeiting some of your freedom in that, for, in exchange for the joy of depth. Right. Right. So you're saying I'm committed to you, even when you're going through a hard time and I'm committed to helping you through that, but I'm also committed to making myself known to you and I'm, I'm exposing myself to that sense of risk for the joy. So when we live in that sense of community, I think it kind of puts a damper on things in that, you know, you can have this kind of low level, oh man, life's just kind of hard. Like, but if we're honest and we're not buying kind of the, the, what the culture is teaching us is like, yeah, life is, life is pretty, it's not incredibly hard at all the time, but it's kind of not easy all the time.
1: Well, I think there's points of discouragement. I think that there's, things that we have to, we walk through that are specific. And I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like, be specific and honest with your community, you know, generally but, speaking.
0: But the thing is, is and this is what I want to address. Okay. That, that's what I'm trying to say is that you'll get a couple. So we have some families in ours. We love them dearly. And they've been going through hard stuff for years. Yeah. And it's like every week it's like, yeah, today was a, it was a good week. But you know what? Still sucks. Yeah. Now it's easy for us to, it's easy for them to feel pressured to like have a good report. Yeah. Because, like, oh, you've been doing that for two weeks. Come on. Yeah. Broken record. Yeah. Come on, fix it. Figure it yeah. out. And what we're saying is that th- discouragement and working through it with community, you can be encouraged without, like, I, just be patient. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I the think the Holy Spirit works.
1: Yeah. And I think that the time that it takes to see change and growth and encouragement, I guess, just speaks to how deep and true it is. Right. So. If it happens, you know, within a week, depending on what it is, I tend to question, is that a real fix, you know, or is that, did, and that's just my own, you know, speculation, but when it happens, like when you say, wow, you guys have been struggling for this for over a year and you're, we're, you guys are sharing real progress and there's real think small steps that are happening. Like
0: that's cause for celebration. Yes. Yes. And you can see, and in, it's just yeah.
1: feels slow because we live in such a fast paced culture, but it wasn't always like this. Yep. Yeah. So, anyways, just <laughs> there's that's that. and that's community, and we've been doing a lot of reading on
0: that lately. Yes, so, it's, it's there's um, a
1: lot there, hmm. um, but there's a lot of other tools. You know, we do the catechisms for kids too. It, it's put to music, helps me as an adult.
0: So, that's specifically the New City Catechism. Yeah, it's a free app yeah. for iPhone. I think there's a, an Android app as well, mm-hmm. and there's a kids' version where you can play songs of these catechisms. But they're basically catechism if you don't know, it's a it's basically um. Like a call and a response, a mm-hmm. question and an answer that are, like what? that are memorized for the intent of learning core truths of right. our faith.
1: Like what is God? God is the creator of everyone and everything.
0: That's the kid's version of it. Yep. There's a longer version. <laughs> There's a longer know.
1: version. I know the kid's versions. Um, you know, we also have our 40-day prayer books and not to be like marketing those, but those have been really transformational mm-hmm. for us uh, when we wrote them and we really pray that they would be transformational for you or mm. maybe help you maybe help you feel encouraged um, in, a, in a time of discouragement but being able to pray for your spouse there's 40, 40 prayers for my husband 40 prayers for my wife I got
0: something special okay so if you listeners uh, if you're if you're listening to this long you're probably a, a hardcore fierce marriage listener and if you have one <laughs> of those prayer books um, they're I think they're already like ten bucks off they're like twenty dollars for the pair yeah I'm gonna do a special code for another five dollars off oh, Is that okay I don't, you
1: run the show on those, <laughs> okay. babe. It's all you. So roughly about, trust about
0: 15, 16 bucks plus shipping. You can get those prayer books. And the special code is, what should the special code be?
1: Why so downcast on myself? <laughs> <laughs> Too long. <laughs>
0: uh, let's use the code. Now I'm being really indecisive. Let's use, use the code hope5. H- hope five. Hope. Because you have hope in Christ. Yes. Right? So hope, H-O-P-E, the number five. Hope five. There you go. Because you'll save five bucks. Nice. Hope five, and you'll get another five. So go to 40prayers.com, add it to your cart, and then use hope five on checkout. you get an extra $5 off. I'll make that good for a few weeks. All right? Nice. Um, What else? What else you got? Is that it?
1: So just, is that it? You're welcome.
0: I'm still up. I'm still (laughs) flying high.
1: (laughs) I guess we just need to be encouraged in the gospel and sufficiency of Christ and cling to the fact that he really is all we need. Uh, Even and especially when we are feeling discouraged and we are feeling the lack. Because again, those are moments and, and places for God's glory to be put on display in us. And... I don't know about you, but I don't mean to try to take all the glory. I just want so badly to Mm. have it together, right, and do all things right. Maybe that's part of my personality and my bent. But in doing that, I I too quickly try to steal the glory for myself. Um, I think
0: the more I identify how secure I am in Christ, the more I realize how insecure I am everywhere else
1: right right
0: because I always am trying to prove myself to myself to you to the world to our publisher to my friends (laughs) to my my parents so (laughs) help them approve me yeah right no they've they've been great Um, um but anyway yeah
1: so I think with that kind of a couple's challenge here would just be um talking to each other or you know maybe identifying just to yourself if it's if you're the ones feeling more discouraged um what what's causing you to feel that way why are you discouraged um, and then maybe always explore God's word. Write down three to five verses to memorize, or maybe mm. one to two. If you, you, I'm fine. I whatever. Start with just one. Get a few verses. More, yeah, to get yeah. into your heart that you can kind of cling to. And I feel like whenever I've done that, um, God's word just becomes alive through that memorization mm. and through it, it. It takes root in my heart, mm. and there's there's more truth that is power packed into those words than what is just being said or read right there. Yeah, God brings the- <laughs> so much context and so much background and life yeah. to it.
0: On that note of talking about why you're feeling discouraged, Selena talked about all the great stuff, like praying through it, versus I just want to, that my own personal journey is realizing it's okay to stop and wonder, okay, if you feel, a lot of times irritation is because there's a low level like discouragement some, somewhere. Hmm. And try to root that out and try to say, okay, what? It's happened throughout my day that gave me that sinking feeling in my gut that I've somehow just carried through the rest of my day. Right, no trigger. For me, honestly, if I'm being transparent, it's usually somebody writes in on the blog or in the comments <laughs> in somewhere and they're like, you guys are the worst.
1: See, we take we take this
0: seriously, people. <laughs> They'll come and be like, Ryan, your hair is ugly and your face, I just want to smash it. They'll say that to me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But somebody will say something like that or I'll, I'll get in some sort of tiff with a family member or whatever. And I'll just, it'll just kind of sit there and I won't understand what it's doing to my heart. And then I'll bring it home and I'll be like short with Selena. I'll be impatient with the kids and I'll be preoccupied on my phone or some other thing. So take the time to root that out mm. and articulate it to your spouse. And I think that, that is, because then they know how to pray for you and you also can diffuse that bomb.
1: It's good. That's good, Ben.
0: Okay. Selena, how are you feeling? Do you want to pray? Do you mind praying for us? I,
1: pray, I think I prayed last You did? Time. Okay, fine. You're the one that's. Who, Love keeps high right now.
0: no record of prayers. <laughs> <laughs> this is the RGF
1: version, Franklin Frederick the version. The Ryan
0: translation. It's terrible. Don't buy it. <laughs> Don't
1: buy it.
0: <laughs> I know like one Greek word. <laughs> <laughs> Mikonos.
1: <laughs> You're know, pulling out some good ones. Today. Oh, no, I know. I'm going job. deep tracks. Good job. Deep tracks.
0: <laughs> Father, you are good. Your word is good, and it is fruitful um, when we let it into our hearts. When when our um, when we come to you for hope in our discouragement, God, you are faithful. When we look to you to be our anchor in our storm, you are faithful. You are strong and you are steadfast and you are secure. God, I pray that you would help us to understand mm. um, what it means to find our hope in you. That to understand what it means to be in you, Christ, to be one of yours, mm. to be called your own, to be co-heirs with Christ. God, help us understand what that means, not just in word and in our head, but in our hearts for what that means for our hope in these moments when we're discouraged. I pray for the husband and for the wife who are feeling discouraged specifically with their marriage. Yeah. They feel like their marriage is lost. They feel like mm-hmm. it's hopeless. They feel like their spouse will never respond to you the way that they're hoping for. I pray that you would be their hope in this In this moment of discouragement, I pray that you would help them to take refuge in you, to realize that they can only find themselves when they have given over themselves to Mm. you and that they are are, uh, defined by you, Jesus, by what you've done and who you are and what you've said about them. Mm. So, Lord, be our hope in all manner of discouragement. We love you, Jesus. You're our Savior. You're our King. And our lives belong to you in your precious name. Amen. Amen. So, as a reminder, uh, we have... Um, those prayer books are available. Go to 40 prayers.com. That'll redirect to the product page on our shop. Uh, just add the books to your to your cart and then use the code hope5. hope five. That's H O P E. And then number five, and I'll give you extra $5 off of the lowest discounted price. Um, Again, as another reminder, if this episode has encouraged you and helped you, just leave a rating and review. That would mean a ton. Go to iTunes or whatever app you use. Uh, Patreon.com slash Fierce Marriage is how you can partner with us financially. Uh, Two to five to ten dollars a month goes a long, long way. Mm. If you're passionate about this, uh, don't hold back. Let's join forces. Let's do this together. It helps keep us ad free, all that good stuff. And then, um, yeah. And if you have any questions, Fierce slash podcast. All right, guys. <laughs> Selena, you're awesome. I love you. Oh, me too. This episode is? In the can. All right. We will see you in about seven days. And until then,
1: stay fierce.
0: Thank you for listening to the Fierce Marriage Podcast. For more resources for your marriage, please visit FierceMarriage.com or you can find us with our handle at Fierce Marriage on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If our ministry has blessed you, we'd be honored to partner with you on Patreon.com slash Fierce Marriage. There are benefits to being a partner, but more than anything, you get to be part of making the Fierce Marriage podcast possible. To learn more, go to Patreon.com slash Fierce Marriage. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Fierce Marriage. Thank you so much for listening. We hope it's blessed you. Take care.